Hi, I'm your realtor, David Locke, with Locke & Key Associates, and I have my guest, Craig Cahaley. Craig is a native of Anderson and the owner of Cahaley's Clothing, and he is married with and has three children. So thanks for being my guest. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Well, certainly. Well, tell me, so you do bespoke menswear. I'm wearing Craig today. Yes. And he dresses a lot of the businessmen in Anderson and the upstate. So tell me, how did you get into bespoke menswear? Did you just one day say, I love clothing and I want to make a living doing it? How did that happen? So, David, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It was a very interesting story how I got into clothing. Uh, when I was in college, I went to the University of South Carolina, and when I was in school, my dad and mom paid for our school, thank God, I greatly appreciated that, sure. and he called me, I was the last of three brothers, so he called me and said, listen, son, you're killing me, like, I need a little bit of help here, <laughs> so he wanted me to go get a job just for some beer money, you know, and... So my oldest brother, who was currently living in Columbia, knew a guy that owned a men's clothing store. And he called Joel Lurie, shout out to Joel Lurie. And Joel said, sure, I'll hire him, but tell him to come here, we'll run him through the ringer for an interview. Mm -hmm. So long story short, Joel hired me for $6 an hour. I worked three days a week in a men's clothing store. It was a completely retail store, very high-end men's clothing store and continued to, to build a couple clients here and there and thought, all right, well, I'll get a real job one day. Yep. And then I went to the competitor's store a year and a half later, the competitor came in and hired me and asked me if I would come work for him. Mm -hmm. So I did, which was Grain Growings in Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. And then I worked there and I became one of their top salesmen. And then in 2009, I opened my own. Fantastic. Now, was your first shop in Anderson? Yes. Well, tell us, where are all your locations? So, we have two in Anderson, one of which I'll tell you about in a minute, one in downtown Greenville, and one in Macon, Georgia. That is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, you are really, you're almost a chain, well, but, yeah, but with personal service. That's right. And I travel all over the country to see people, so. Oh, fantastic. So, do you do trunk shows as well? I do. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful. Well, how have you seen con consumer trends change in your career? It's interesting. So when I first got in the business, everything was 100% suit and tie. 100%. For sure. We always wore a suit and tie to church every that, single that's right. Sunday. That's right. And then what happened in the probably mid-2000s, things started to get a little casual. Mm -hmm. And when I say casual, I mean almost kind of what you and I are today. I haven't worn a tie in years. And then it got super duper casual. And what tends to happen in clothing trends, especially in the business world, is the managers or the powers that be allow people to get a little casual. And what happens is, is people get a little too casual. Right. So when they do that, they have to ring it back in and they say, all right, guys wearing coats, dress shirts, collar shirts, whatever uh, verbiage you want to use on that. So the trend I'm seeing now is, and a lot of people find this very interesting, is not dress for work as much as dress for entertainment. I've seen that. People are really dressing up to go out and do things. 
for sure. Date night, you're going to have on a sport coat. I had a friend one time that said, he said, I wear a sport coat to the mailbox. Yeah. He had them on all the time. It was yeah. a lot of it because of what he did for a living. Um, but I know you go to Walmart, it's like Tim Gunn, the fashion expert. He says it's a slobification of America. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you know, come on now. T-shirt and jeans is yeah, fine, but let's, right. let's be a little that's more right. dressed up. That's right. Um, well, I talked to you about how you began your business, but how is Kahaley unique? Because there are other competitors, like you just said, and you, I know you even are a competitor against, say, Dillard's and Belts and some of these other um, establishments, but there are also other custom clothiers. So how is Kahaley different? Well, one of the things that's really different, I would say, about me is, and, and, and Kahaley's custom clothing is, I like to say that I hope it's different because of me. For sure. Number one. And number two, one of the things that has been the biggest blessing in my life through work is the relationships we build with our clients. I have, and you know, everybody who owns a business talk, talks about relationships mm -hmm. with clients. But I literally, some of my dearest friends are customers of mine. They were customers first. For sure and then became friends. The the avenues and the doors that have opened for me, my family, my extended family, um, through the relationships I have built in the clothing business, are still mind-blowing to me, very humbling to me. And that's how we met. Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the things that makes us unique is, it, I think that is the main thing. Is, is the the true relationship. There's a lot of people who buy something from somebody mm -hmm. and that may be the person they buy from all the time, but there's really no relationship. They just know them because that's who I buy my frames from or mm -hmm. whatever it is. And the other thing is being that I own the business, there's no, I don't call on you and say, hey, I got to hit a certain margin or I got to mm -hmm. do this, that or the other. And if we make a mistake, which we're humans, we sure. we will correct it. It's not, well, sorry, that's is what it is, and you get what you get. We're gonna take care of it all the way to the very end. So, and all of the uh, people that work for me are very well trained in doing for that sure. as well. Well, I know one of the first times that I dealt with you, his first sport coat that Craig ever made for me was he asked me. He said, "Do you wear a watch?" Uh -huh. And he made this sleeve just a little shorter than this one so my watch would show and that was very impressive mm -hmm. and you can customize things all the way down to like the buttonhole mm -hmm. and you've done shirts for me I mean and it's really cool when you go into your shop you are your customer almost becomes the designer Absolutely. you, you know you can make a shoe for them you can mm -hmm. have you've made my tuxedo mm -hmm. it's really a cool experience it's not an experience you're gonna have if you just buy something off the rack mm -hmm. and then the other thing I know I bought a sport coat that was on sale but it was by Carolina Herrera you know it's a designer name and I look well, I feel like I look like a hunchback in it <laughs> because it's not made for my yeah. body so I would rather have two or three that are made for me yeah. than and ten you get a little once you, you do once you have them made for, you. for sure for sure well what are the current trends that you are seeing in men's dress well one of the you know you and I talked about that question and one of the things that I thought about last night was Definitely, and, and you and I are both kind of rocking it right now, is sport coats with jeans or what we call five-pocket pants, uh -huh. um, which, you know, basically is a jean model, mm -hmm. but all the different materials, probably the biggest trends going in clothing now is 
whether you have a plaid coat like yours with a window pane overlay mm-hmm. or a plaid coat like mine, is fabrics have moved all over the place. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when I first got in the business again, and this isn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. 2000, mm-hmm. Um, everything was a worsted wool, pretty much eight, nine, or ten ounce fabric, and mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. Now we have travertine, we have moisture wicking shirts, mm-hmm. we have stretch fabrics, we have printed uh, designs and printed plaids and printed, not woven Not plaids. woven into it. Now those are less expensive, obviously, mm, but the, it's, that is some of the trend that is interesting. For sure. And I'm gonna tell you this one too that I think will shock a lot of people is a three-piece suit. I've been seeing that. I noticed, mm-hmm. uh, I watched CBS this morning, and I've noticed that the gentlemen are wearing a vest, a matching Absolutely. vest. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's like there are times you're not going to dress up, you're mm-hmm. going to be very casual, but then there are times that when you are going to dress up, you're going to dress up. That's you're right. going to wear the, the tie and the cuff links and the whole shebang, uh, and it's really kind of fun to have mm-hmm. that outfit that you're going to wear to this as, as you say, it's not like what you're going to wear necessarily to work, mm-hmm. but it's what you're going to wear to the cocktail party. Right. And everybody goes, oh, wow, you look great. That's and, you right. know, your wife's dressed up as well. And you were speaking of cufflinks. You know, I tell every client I have, I don't own a shirt that has buttons. So I wear cufflinks every day, whether I'm wearing jeans mm-hmm. or a tuxedo. Every day I have cufflinks. First of all, I like them. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I don't second of all, I work a lot with my hands. So uh-huh. I have a lot of people look at my cufflinks. So I, I, I've always been a French cuff guy. I love them. The shirts that you've made for me, and even with the, um, the monogram, monogram yeah. you know, it really, that's something, especially if you're in sales and you're working Absolutely. with your hands a lot, mm-hmm. for sure that's, um, and I'll tell you something I love is um, the fabric that is in the fishing shirts. Mm-hmm. Now they're making it in the men's dress shirts Absolutely, yeah. and those are wonderful to travel with or you're you know you're a little hot you know you're maybe you're with a client you've never met before mm-hmm. and you're a little hot feeling you don't feel as hot with a sport coat on yeah. with those shirts mm-hmm. on um well what is the most important piece of a man's wardrobe that they should invest in i have always said that i think every man needs a navy blue suit in his closet for sure you know I probably get asked on a daily basis, what do I need that I can wear to any occasion? Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, most men don't have a clue what to wear, when to wear it, and how to wear it. That's where I come in. Mm -hmm. Some guys do, but most people don't. And a navy blue suit is a, oh, Lord, I have to go to a funeral. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, I got to go to this family member of mine's wedding that I Mm -hmm. forgot about. Mm -hmm. I just got a big promotion at work and I got to meet with the boss. Mm -hmm. I have a board meeting. I have a cocktail party. I have a, uh, uh, any other occasion, if a guy has a white shirt and a navy blue suit, it'll work. And you can go anywhere. I know my mother always said, a man is never wrong in a suit. Nope. So you can go really to a barbecue in a suit. Absolutely. And you can, if you've got a dark suit, even if it's black tie, black tie optional, you still can go. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's so versatile, and everybody, sadly, is going to have a death in the family they have mm-hmm. to go to, a wet wedding they have to go to. Like you say, I definitely agree with that, and you make mine. Yeah. Um, well, if someone's looking to invest in something that's a statement, okay. 
So that, let's say their wife just loves to dress up and they're wanting something they can wow their wife with, wow people at the office with, wow a client with. What is something that they can purchase that is a statement piece? I think statement pieces can kind of be all over the board. And I hate to, and I'm not avoiding that question, but there's a lot of different answers. That's a true statement. There, you can have a suit that is a three-piece suit. It's a very big statement piece. When Just the cut. Absolutely. When you wear a coat, vest, and pant, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big statement. Mm-hmm. When you wear French cuff shirts, when you have a formal, let's say maybe you have a formal event, and you have a black, obviously black three-piece tuxedo, and then a maybe a madras plaid bow tie. Uh-huh. Something like that. Or you can do a statement piece with the current sport coat you have on because those aren't sport coats you see. Because it's just the fabric, day. and I like a pocket square. I do too. I have so many people, they'll look at my pocket square, and then lots of times I have my Keller Williams real estate mm-hmm. um, tag here, and I find people going, eyes, pocket square, tag, eyes, that's, pocket square, tag. Right. And I'm like, well, that's good. They're remembering my name. Hopefully they're studying my and name. The pocket squares kind of replace the tie. Not replaced it, but that's everybody's pop of color. I hate a tie. I think they are pantyhose for men. That's funny. I love ties. I think they look great, but I always <laughs> feel like I just, I'm like, I can dress up as much as I want to dress up, but the tie, I never have I enjoyed them. I understand. Well, uh, and I had another question about what makes you stand out in business, but I think you kind of answered that. But uh, I want to ask you, as a native Andersonian, because okay. I'm a realtor that serves Anderson, Greenville, Seneca, and Clemson, but what do you think, especially for somebody that's looking to relocate, to the Anderson Greenville area. What's something that makes this a great place to live and a great place to own a business? Well, again, that is something that I was prepared to answer because it's very easy for me. Mm-hmm. It is the loyalty of these people. For sure. Anderson has been great for me. I travel all over the country. I see people all literally all over the country. I have offices in two different states. This is home, always mm-hmm. will be home, always will be where our headquarters is. And I owe everything I have to the people of Anderson because of how loyal they've been to me. I do too. Absolutely, 100%. And I know I was talking with my 97-year-old uncle. I had lunch with him today at at Sullivan's near your your Anderson location. And um, a few weeks ago, he said he had been across the United States, and I've been fortunate enough to go to 49 states. I'm missing Vermont. And we commented that really it's one of the nicest places to live. It's the great. climate is great. The people are great. The economy is great. There's a lot of educational opportunities here. It's really Shangri-La, and a lot of people are finding that out. And I'm dealing with so many people relocating. Are, yeah. It's amazing how many uh, Wisconsin, Tennessee, uh, a lot of Alabama people uh, are coming yeah. here. Um, so Not that's quite great. as many tornadoes. That's that's one thing I had mentioned yeah. to them is that the mountains moderate the, the weather a little bit. You got bit. me beat a little bit. I've been to 45. 45. Which ones are you missing? I'm missing Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Hawaii, Alaska. Oh, those are some of the best. You need to plan a road trip up there and then take a cruise. Well, I always ask all of my podcast guests, what is their favorite quote or their greatest life lesson? All right, so two different answers there. My favorite quote is hands down, that price is only an issue in the absence of value. 
Oh, that's a good one. Price, say that one more time. Price is only an issue in the absence of value. Love it. And life lesson is very simple. And I learned this in 2009. Any of your viewers or listeners that watch this know how hard 2009 was in everything. It was. It's horrible. Is that we control nothing. Very we, I get up every day. I go to work. If you get up and you do your job and you work hard and leave the, less, the rest up to the good Lord, that that's what controls everything. That we have no control... You and I had no control over a pandemic. We had no yep. control over a banking fiasco. Yep. We, because surely neither one of us would have chosen that. Nope. We just have to know it's in God's hands Absolutely. every day. One hundred percent, and we can't control it. Well, Craig, thank you for being my guest on my podcast. I always thank love you. doing business with you. Yes, sir. And again, Craig Haley with Haley Custom Clothier, and I'm David Locke with Locke and Key Associates, your realtor. <laughs>